0: yo what is up everybody welcome back to the newest episode of the bodybuilding bros podcast this is episode 10 olympia recap part two baby it's your boys mike and tyler this is going to be a sick episode we are stoked we thought that the classic physique portion of the olympia deserved its time and deserved its respect so that's why we split the episodes uh the olympia recap into two parts so we're excited to get into it baby and just like bodybuilding bodybuilding bros fashion we go with our player of the week to start it off tyler who is the p-o-w
1: guys we already got competitions going on we already got people competing again it never ends and with that being said we had the texas pro and the romania pro this last weekend but we are focusing on the texas pro and more specifically our premium graphics player of the week. Urs the miracle bear Kalisinski. Let's freaking go. This guy showed up lights out. And I mean, when we say lights out, y'all know what we mean by now. It means they showed up with the conditioning, they showed up with the shape, they showed up with the size. Urs brought it all. The dude's quads were feathered. I mean, he looked like a he didn't look like a bear, he looked like a freaking eagle. OK, it was beautiful. So he won it hands down, easy money. And arguably he looked better than he did at the Olympia. I mean, he showed up with the dryness that he did not have last weekend, man.
0: Yep. That's what I was just going to say. He literally he honestly he looked sick at the Olympia. He looked amazing. Incredible. So we'll get into the placings in a second. But he looked good. He deserved his spot. But I agree. I think he looked even better at the Texas Pro. Obviously, well-deserving of a win. Glad, happy that, I mean, he didn't need to qualify. So for everybody that doesn't know, top three in the Mr. Olympia do not have to qualify for the, for the following year's Mr. Olympia. So he already qualified. He just did the show to do the show. Who knows what the other reasons were. But he did the show to do the show, comes in looking mm-hmm. like what like Tyler said, lights out. He was conditioned. His abs were there. His abs looked even better than the Olympia, which in my opinion is hard to beat. Yeah. And honestly, it, he just he just his posing, he displays his new size and his new muscle so well. Classic looks good on him, bro. I think you're classic on the
1: scissors, looks dude. phenomenal on him.
0: He, he and, looks good. You.
1: I mean, honestly. I mean, all respect to the other competitors, but it wasn't even close. I mean, Urse swept the competition. And I'm curious to see what he does with the rest of his offseason. Like, is he going to compete again? Is he going to focus solely on the Olympia? Maybe we'll see him at the Arnold Classic. I don't know. But I'm excited to see what he does because with the progressions he made this last season, I'm so stoked to see what he can accomplish. But, same. you know, as we said, the Romania Pro also happened. And we can't talk about the Romania Pro without talking about Samson Dauda and Wesley Vissers because they both showed up looking phenomenal yep. as well.
0: Yep. Dude, Samson was, I think, is the same, very similar situation to Urs. Urs came in fresh off the Olympia and dominated. Same thing with Samson. Samson comes out, we talked about him last week in the Open, places a well-deserving third place. He came up from his placing from last year, and he took third at the Olympia, and then immediately hops So again, doesn't need to qualify, does not need to qualify for next year's Olympia. Competes anyway, at the Romania Pro, a little closer to home, and dominates. And this was not, and it wasn't an easy class either. I mean, we had Nathan no. Diasha, who we've talked about. Before, multiple times, yeah, Nathan diasha is still competing, which all respect to him for getting his visa declined, but still pushing, still competing for next year, you know, with those hopes to get the visa and compete at the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. So Samson, he coming up against a stacked class, and he was lights out. Like you said, with our yep. same story, quads had all the lines, his lines were deep, he was cut. He had all the conditioning in his midsection. And similar, very similar to Derek Lunsford, he has the shape that we talked about last episode. He he has the shape. And the judges rewarded him at the Olympia, and he was rewarded again at the Romania Pro. He has that X frame. He has that huge back. He's got the core that sticks out, even when he's doing a vacuum, leading right into a tiny waist. Mm Mm-hmm. He's already the biggest guy on stage, arguably. He's got the height. Big
1: guy with a small waist. Amazing combination. Dude, he looked good. Yeah, man. Wesley already sealed his Olympia qualification. I mean, because he was, what was he, sixth place in the O?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So he did not qualify for next year's O with his placing. But he shows up a week later at the Romania Pro again Another very dialed-in physique, and he freaking won it, and it was well-deserved because he looked phenomenal. So, again, it leads you to wonder, like, what's he going to do with this offseason? Is he going to put on some more shows and show up and win some more prize money, or is he going to take that qualification and take a long offseason and try and break the top five next year? I'm excited to see him as much as anyone, man.
0: Me too, man. I'm ex- he. He's his shape is phenomenal. We keep talking about his shape. His shape is phenomenal. He does. He also has the tiny waist, but he has his core goes straight up immediately into the lats that are just huge. Give his incursions are
1: crazy, bro.
0: It's it's not really even a V taper. It's just like it almost. We'll just call it. We'll just go with the X frame because he just goes straight up his midsection and goes right out into Rolling his lats. balls. So and do his arm he, He's got size. He always comes in with fullness. And because he is a taller guy, he looks good. He looks good at yeah. how tall he is. And it's hard to look good when you're taller. We've talked about this before. It's harder to look bigger, taller, because you simply have a bigger frame that you need to be proportionate. And right. like you said, he looked freaking sick. So, congrats, yeah, so Wesley.
1: Wesley, congrats. Samson, congrats. Player of the Week, Urs Kalasinski. Big congrats. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for, we are going to get into our predictions compared to the actual results. Mike, what were your classic physique predictions, buddy?
0: My predictions were Chris Bumstead, first place. Erz Kalisinski, second place. Ramon Dino, third place. Breon Ansley, fourth place. And Rough Diesel, Terrence Ruffin in fifth place
1: I love it my predictions which I stand behind by the way okay I'm not backing down (laughs) I never will I love the Miracle Bear and I'm not going to deny it guys did I go out on a limb with these predictions absolutely but again I stand behind it I had number one, Erst the Miracle Bear Kalisinski baby number two Chris Bumstead number three I had Ramon Number four, I had Terrence Ruff Diesel. Number five, I had Breon Ansley. Mike, what were the actual results?
0: The actual results. I couldn't be more thrilled to do the honors because of how damn close my predictions were. But I'm excited. So first it was place, close. First, <laughs> first place, we had Chris Bumstead. Five. Mr. Olympia champion, baby. Chris takes number five. We got Chris in first. We got Ramon Dino in second place. Erst Kelesinski in third place. Brian Ansley in fourth place. And Terrence Ruffin takes fifth place. Let's freaking go, baby. I had Urs and Ramon switched. I was I was there with Tyler and thinking Urs could take it this year, but Ramon came in lights out, dude. And everything, the judges, told him, everything mm-hmm. the judges told him to do, he did. And he did it perfectly. He did not add unnecessary size to anywhere he needed. The judges said you need to bring up your back, more specifically the lower back. You need to bring up those yep. lower lats to look better next to Chris Bumstead, who has arguably one of the best backs in classic physique. Right. And he did. It was a lot closer of a margin between Ramon and Chris this year, for sure. Dude, it was very start.
1: close. I mean, we even said it at the Olympia while we were there, man, when these guys walked out. Chris Bumstead all due respect, he did not look as unbeatable as he did last year. Yep. And that again is no res- no disrespect to Chris, right? But it's a huge just highlight on how much these other guys progressed. I mean, Earths drew on some well-needed size in his shoulders and arms. Ramon dialed in his posing, first of all, and like you said, brought the back and he looked incredible too. I mean, Chris Bumstead is him. We all know that, you know, like he is the guy of classic physique, but these younger guys are bringing it and they are closing the gap every year. And honestly, dude, if things keep progressing how they've been progressing these last couple of years, Chris might have to settle for five.
0: 100%. I agree. I'm right there with you. And whether it is, you know, Urs or Ramon, I think, I think they have created an even farther gap, in my opinion, where, where it used to be a far gap between Chris and anybody else. I think it's now a little bit farther gap between, you know, those top three, Ersk, Chris, and Ramon, to guys Mm -hmm. like Breon and Terrence. Don't get me wrong. Breon comes in every Olympia looking phenomenal. Terrence, we've seen in the past, who he seems to have a tendency of coming in a little flat at the Olympia, which is as frustrating as that is. It's just – it's happened two years in a row now. And I think that the gap is definitely – coming coming closer and closer within that top three and getting farther and farther with, with the other guys. But who knows? Brayden yeah. looked good. Terrence looked good. I think they have all the potential in the world to, you know, flip flops and placings and, and absolutely. man. Yeah. never know but, Yeah. Uh, Terrence I'm made excited.
1: a post and he, like he brought it up and he was like, yeah, I, I got with the judges. I know exactly what they're looking for. They said that I looked better. Um, You know, at the, I can't remember what show he did a few weeks prior to the Olympia, but they said he looked better at that lighter weight than he did at the Olympia. They said he needs to bring his back up as well. And, I mean, Terrence said it best. He's like, I've got a good back, but a good back doesn't cut it when you're going up against great backs. I mean, speak, like, great backs, you think of Breon, you think of Chris, right? Breon's detail in his back is phenomenal. and. I don't know, dude, because we've talked about it before. But what do you think Breon needs to do in order to get himself back in that top three?
0: I'm going to be honest. The first thing that comes to my mind is his posing. Now, Breon, his nickname, for everybody that doesn't know, is the Black Swan. And that is rightfully so. He is majestic on stage. He poses phenomenal on stage. He's very clean with his transitions. He's just the king of posing. and But some of his poses, I feel like, honestly, with the evolution of Classic Physique, he loses – he doesn't show off his strengths with his posing anymore. I feel like with everybody's front relaxed, for example, everybody's front relaxed pose, everybody's midsection is tight and it's sucked in almost Mm -hmm. making their X-frame and their V-taper look even more exaggerated. Breon, in my opinion, looks like he kind of – he doesn't quite open up as much as other guys. And we both know his midsection is one of his strong suits. His back is probably his strongest suit, all with his arms. He has such a good back, such good arms, such good core – And that just does not show as well as I think it could in some of the poses like front relaxed and and front double. So I think – I don't know. I think his posing could be tweaked a little bit. And then the only other thing I could maybe think of is to bring up his legs to maybe make it a little bit more proportionate to his upper half. Yeah, He has great legs. And from the side, like side chest – He's got size on his legs, but I think his upper half is just a little too dominant, and they overpower his legs just a little bit.
1: I got you. Yeah, man, I think I think with this different weight cap as well, yeah. I mean, we kind of saw like Terrence and Breon and these shorter guys, they didn't have a full offseason to really take advantage of that weight cap difference, right? right. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do you know, now that they have a full year in order to get that dialed in and push the limits if they want to, if they choose to. Terrence sounds like he might even play around with a little bit lighter weight. Um, yeah, But I'm excited to see it, man. And then, you know, our last category of the Olympia, of course, that we cover was the 212 division. And we didn't make predictions on this, guys, because, you know, 212 just isn't as popular as the other men's divisions. But I think we're gonna have to start getting into it a little bit more because Keon made it exciting again. Mike, what the hell happened at the Olympia, bro?
0: Dude, for everybody that didn't see last year, okay, we had a very dominant Sean Clarita who won last year. And it was it was he swept the floor with the other guys. He looked phenomenal. He was by far the most conditioned, always comes in with that feathering in his quads. His mm-hmm. midsection is unbeatable, and he took it. This year, Sean came in looking, in my opinion, just as good. He had all the conditioning. His midsection was tight. His legs looked good. Feathering was there. But like we've talked about throughout the entire Olympia, the judges are staying consistent in choosing shape if the conditioning is close. And my mm-hmm. man Keon, the prodigy, came in and took and beat a very on-point Sean Clarita. He beat a very good version of Sean Clarita. Shout out Keon. He took the gold. Sean got silver. And again, it, it, I believe it came down to shape. And Keon looked phenomenal.
1: Yeah, man, Keon's got one of those one-in-a-billion shapes. You know, like, you're not going to see that sort of shoulder-to-waist ratio very often. And him and Derek Lunsford both share that, um, you know, that just insane proportional, just, I don't even know how to describe it, the Dorito, baby They got the Dorito going on. And that's the only way to describe it, dude. Like, they literally... Triangle. And it's phenomenal. And that kind of just that makes it even more frustrating that people are saying that Derek did not deserve the win this year. And everyone's going on the Olympia posts, Derek's posts, buys and tries, just every single social media outlet for bodybuilding, Hottie was robbed, Hottie was robbed, Hottie was robbed. And we saw him storm off the stage, you know, after getting his silver medal, taking it off and whatever. Right. Which that I think is what really segued into this crazy political banter because we've never seen this to this extent. Like we've seen people say like, Oh, he was robbed. We even talked about it, you know, Nathan versus Regan, right? We thought that Nathan arguably could have beat Regan, but it's a judge's sport, man. This is, The judge's decision, we are not in that chair. We don't have the view that they have. So when it comes to bodybuilding, you need to respect what the judges are saying because they have that point of view that none of us get. And they also have the knowledge to make it count. So to see all these guys ragging on Derek and saying he didn't deserve it, I'm sorry, man, but that that just pisses me off, dude. Like it just... Ugh, I can't't you know, can't, can't right there
0: with you it wasn't even I mean even again I wasn't in the judge's seat I wasn't there I only saw the live stream and I obviously saw you know the high the HD pictures afterwards and right. just from the pictures it was in my opinion there was no there was no question like it wasn't even no. it was honestly in my opinion it wasn't even a toss-up Derek took the front double bicep. Like we said, he has the shape. He takes that all day.
1: Yep, No question. The
0: back double bicep all day. It was not even close. He took the back shot. He took the front double by back double by, in my opinion, he took side chest. He just, he, and his shape is so dominant. Did Hottie have a little bit, was he a little bit more conditioned? Yes. hundred percent.
1: That's what he's known for.
0: Exactly. He looked great. Hottie looked great. He had the conditioning like he always does. Mm-hmm. But again, they are looking for conditioning and shape. Conditioning is not the only thing that wins shows. Yep. And Derek came in with maybe just a little less conditioning and all the shape in the world. So yep. I think the majority of poses, Derek won. And I, I agree. agree. I think he completely, 100% deserved it.
1: I 100% agree. The only couple poses I think that Hottie may have won would be the ab and thigh, which, again, comes down to his conditioning. That's a very good pose to show off conditioning. And then maybe the most muscular, which, again, Hottie's got a little bit more of a blocky build, and he's big and he's dry. So that's another pose that's really going to highlight his strong suit. Yeah. Other than that, Derek took it all, especially the back double bicep. I mean, this is a generational talent we're talking about. Derek Lunsford has one of the best double bice, back double biceps that we will ever see. Yep. And people need to appreciate that while we can, because you're not going to be able to hop on the bandwagon 10 years down the road after he's retired and say, oh, I love Derek. Really? Because your comments on his Instagram say otherwise. Okay?
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Leave the politics at the door. It's not political. Derek won fair and square. It's not about race. It's about the better man winning. And I mean, Mike, you've said it before. We're not talking about Hottie losing. We're talking about Derek winning because that's what matters. You know? So, Derek, shout out to you, man. You killed it. You earned that win 100%. There's no doubt about it.
0: Shout out to 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 the judges, dude. Shout out to the judges, man. They stuck with the criteria in every class, they stuck with it. And everybody who won, deserved the win. I did not think I mean things like men's physique, you know, I I in my opinion a lot of guys should have been switched around, but I mean That's just such a point tight point one to freaking judge. Right, the you're judging like, that's tough. Roses and you're judging <laughs> freaking 50 guys. So, but honestly, yeah. the judges killed. The judges killed it. I think they, they did, did a great job. job. The all winners were deserving and yeah, again, shout out to Keon for taking it, shout out to Derek for taking it. Shout out to Chris. Freaking five time. Let's freaking go, baby. Last thing we you wanted did. to get into, guys, was Jeremy Potvin. He is a Filipino men's physique competitor. Um, one of the better known competitors in men's physique. For good and, reason. Yes. And he brought up, he posted a video on his Instagram about the controversy going on in men's physique with Ryan Terry winning. We talked about Ryan Terry. We've talked about his journey. We talked about all of that in the last episode. And we talked about his physique and how deserving he was of that physique. Right. And Jeremy mentioned that there was people commenting similarly to the Derek and Hottie conversation topic of people saying that Ryan that politics were involved, and that was why Ryan won, because of race and jeremy took a stand and said you are not a true fan of bodybuilding if you think that is the case again like tyler like you said tyler this is a spectator sport it is a one time one show within a few hours that that look that very specific look at a very specific time is mm-hmm. what the judges are looking at they're not looking about how you good at, at how good you looked yesterday right And so shout out to Jeremy for taking a stand and saying you are not a true fan of bodybuilding if you think that guys are winning because of their race.
1: Yep, I I couldn't agree more with him, man, because, I mean, Brandon also looked incredible. I mean, Brandon and Ryan, they both showed up. They both have, you know, that great midsection, great shoulders, conditioning was lights out for both of them. It came down to Ryan showing up a little bit better this time, and he took the win and it was well-deserved. I mean, like we've said, I'm just sick of the race and the politics and all of this junk getting thrown at our sport. We've got enough of that in the world, man. Like bodybuilding is a spectator sport. It's the judge's decision. You can have a favorite. That's awesome. We all have favorites. I mean, I talk about the miracle bear Kalisinski all the time. But am I going to whine and make posts about how he was robbed against Chris Bumstead? Absolutely not. Right. Because that was the judge's decision and they made the right decision. And it's any given year, any given day. I mean, Earth could show up phenomenal next year and take it. And that would be awesome. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to whine about it because there's always
0: next year. I agree. And then for, for all those listening, this is a big reason of why we started this podcast is to, to motivate individuals, to inspire people and to also help people understand how bodybuilding works, what goes into it, what happens, you know, what the judges are looking for. And there's, there's so much that goes into bodybuilding and that's what makes it so exciting to talk about. But after doing it and competing ourselves, there's just that respect that, you know, you have for all of these athletes, whether sure. you're from Iran, China or Texas. It doesn't matter. Like these a physique is a physique. All these guys work their asses off to get right. to where they are. And let's just let's just put let's just love it, man. Let's just love and appreciate it. Again, that's why we did this podcast was to just exactly appreciate the art and appreciate you know, what bodybuilding has to offer. And so, yeah, shout out Jeremy for, for bringing that up because it's sad. It's sad to see people, you know, disagree because, and then, you know, right. bring race into it. It's like, no, if you're a true fan of bodybuilding, you take the winner and you respect it.
1: <laughs> yep. Because you know what they put in, man, you know, the work they put in and they dieted, they hit the gym when they had zero energy. If you've competed, you, you know exactly how these guys are feeling, and it just, it like you said, it just brings up that level of respect even more. So as a spectator, if you've never competed, understand that each of these guys are busting their butts to bring the best package to the stage, and we have to take it for what it's worth, and you need to respect these guys because, I mean, they're putting their lives on the line for this sport, literally. So – that's that's where I'm at with that. Obviously, we got to end on a high note here. Mike, way too early, 2024 predictions. Yeah. What do you got for Classic Physique?
0: Let's freaking go. All right. First place, I got my guy Ramon. Okay. I want Ramon to win, and I think he is catching up. I know he is catching up, and I think he has – other features that are more dominating and as long as he brings other features to match, maybe not be better, but to match Chris. Mm-hmm. I got Ramon in first. Okay, I got Chris in second. I got Urson third. And I'm going to keep Brion in that fourth spot. Oh, that fifth, that fifth. Oh man. You know what? Fifth, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just, I'm going to go Terrence. I have, faith in Terrence. I have okay. faith in Terrence. We'll, we'll, we'll leave him in fifth.
1: I like it, man. I like it a lot for my way too early predictions. 2024, you know, who I'm giving number one to baby. I'm rocking with him. He's coming up. He's going to make the changes he needs. First, the miracle bear Kalisinski is taking the number one spot. And he will take that number one spot over a very close battle with Chris Bumstead, who will be in the number two. Number three, you know I've got to give it to Ramon. He's making improvements as well. Number four, I'm taking Terrence. I think that he knows what he has to do, and I think he's going to correct his prior mistakes, and he's going to show up looking good. And then number five, I'm taking a guy that was in the top ten – I'm bringing him into the top five because he is an incredible competitor. He's got a great stage presence. Give number five to Wesley Vissers because he is breaking it next year, and I'm going to love to see it, man, because we met him at the Olympia this last year at the Expo, and he was such a cool guy. Like He was so nice and so humble. So I'm rooting for him, man. And then 212 – I'm taking Keon. I think he takes it again. I think he widens the gap by bringing a little bit better condition, yep. and I think he's going to, I think he's going to maintain this title for a decent little stretch here, man. I think he's going to take it, and I think Sean's going to be in
0: that second spot.
1: Um, but that's where I'm
0: at. I agree. I agree. I got I got Keon taking the 212 again. I think similarly to Ryan Terry, he could carry the crown for a long time. Mm-hmm. If he chooses to do so and shows up on point on game day, so yeah, shout out Keon. I got I got him taking it again. I love it, man. His shape Guys, is dominant.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We've got a super fun episode in store next week. We're talking meal hacks. We're talking prep hacks. We're talking high protein, low calorie, all the best alternatives. But before we go. Mike, what do our listeners need to do, bro?
0: You need to follow the Bodybuilding Bros podcast on IG. Go follow the Bodybuilding Bros podcast. Support your boys, Mike and Tyler. We upload all of our episodes. The link is in the bio for you to listen to whatever episode you want. It's always there. That's where we give all our updates um, on the episodes. So go check us out, Bodybuilding Bros podcast. If you guys are interested in online coaching, whether it be nutrition, whether it be workouts, whether it be supplement advice, whether it just be a, a part someone to keep an accountability partner, let us know Mike vest official on Instagram, OCB Tyler Jensen on OCB Pro, Tyler Jensen on Instagram. follow us if you need any help or coaching tips. we would love to help and if you say that you want to be coached, and you heard about our coaching from the podcast, might just throw in a discount. So thank you guys all for listening. Episode 10 will be live manana. Love you guys.